Fresh Art International presents Fresh Talk, conversations about creativity in the 21st century. Kathy Bird, this is Fresh Talk with South African artist Athi Patraruga. He's known internationally for his sensual multimedia performance series titled The Future White Women of Azania. We meet when the Bass Museum of Art invites Ruga to present his amazing work on Miami Beach. We'll get to the performance in a moment, but first let's talk about the place where the artist grew up. He was born six years before the end of apartheid. Apartheid is a word that means separateness. The white South African National Party enforced apartheid as a system of racial segregation from 1948 to 1994. For the artist, crossing lines was an everyday childhood experience. I was born in a thing called a Bantustan. A Bantustan was basically pieces of land that all the black cultural groups in South Africa were forced into by the then apartheid government. Um, I was born in 1984 in a place called the Republic of the Trans Sky. To go to school, I had to go to the Republic of South Africa, which was just across the river, and then I'd come back to the Republic of the Trans Sky. So perspective in all these two different places was really, really quite interesting for me. Rituals that revolve around clothing have always inspired his performance. I was born in Umtata, in a family that was headed by women. And from then onwards, I think I've always been interested in the ritual of dressing up and the performance of going out. So you perform as frequently in public space as you do in a, in a built environment? I come from sort of like the South African Joburg early 2000 club scene where artists in downtown Johannesburg and filmmakers were making films revolving around the gay and drag community, which has a long tradition in South Africa, black, white, also both spiritual. And, and like, there's always been a culture of queerdom. In African mythology, all of that, shape-shifting, you know? So I come from that scene, so I've always had... Going out in that sense has always put me in a space whereby I have to perform. Ruka intends for his performance in the guise of brightly colored balloon characters or flower figures to dematerialize the notion of drag. He sets himself apart from what he considers the drag cliché of flamboyant cross-dressing. Drag, he says, is a way of shape-shifting. It brings into the present the traditional African belief in the spiritual essence of animals, plants, and natural phenomena. At the same time, drag is clearly a means to escape. Drag as a medium, for me, it truly revolves around how one can create so many avatars. It's about creating different identities for yourself. I create it with, as a tribute to all the visuals and the beauty that I see in the world. And also drag, why? For self-preservation. I need to be someone else. I hear him call his characters avatars, and I wonder why. I use it as a way of speaking of utopia because I closely link it with isolation and trauma. It is about agency. The avatar that you decide to be is always in the future. And in the future, one is powerful. 
one cannot be harmed. One can move through spaces without being told they belong here, they do not belong here. And that's what interests me. The serialized performance he presents is The Future White Women of Azania. Azania was the name given to the southern tip of Africa in 14th century accounts of travel to the continent. During the apartheid era, black activists made it a power statement. It's a word that was used in times whereby people were still fighting for liberation and still needing encouragement. And I think that the idea of, it's like Zion or Atlantis or all these various utopian things. And then in 1994, we kind of reach it by being the rainbow nation, by being decolonialized. Post-apartheid failures and disappointments still haunt Ruga. Today, in free South Africa, all the wrongs have not been righted. Blacks are still disadvantaged. I think the nature of having utopias is to reflect what we do not have, instead of celebrating what we have and patting ourselves on the back. There's still more to be done when it comes to the idea of freedom. In the beginning, the artist performed this work solo. I remember starting the project in 2010. I started out being one of the balloon characters. When I started wearing the costumes, I used to put water inside, like water with tempera paint, water with white powder. When I wore those things, the bandages that attach them weigh so heavily on you that they start scraping on the skin. But on the outside, Everyone is looking at this colorful balloon for You look like you're about to float away. Statuesque right? about to float away from this we know. But inside there's me like going, oh, can't wait to pop all these balloons, they're hurting me. Now he's transformed the performance into a shared experience. On Miami Beach, he worked with a group of local dancers in a small theater space. The performance begins with a ritual procession. Once they reach the stage, the room goes completely dark. As the balloon characters cluster around the floral forms that disguise the artist and his two attendants, they become perfectly still, a collective, breathing sculpture. We watch a mesmerizing wall projection of computerized butterfly animations play over and around them as we listen to a pre-recorded public service announcement. The government of the versatile kingdom of Azania is a difficult one to categorize under traditional definitions. At best, Azania is a semi-absolute monarchy. The story is called The Constitution of Azania. I would interpret it in a way if we're talking about a colonial system of an indoctrination mm. in a also, certain I say, uh, belief I'm system. I'm the one who's doing it as a sound work. Yes. So it's very, very, um, it's me taking on the voice of sort of like the colonial school teachers who taught me to roll my R's. It's also David Attenborough visiting Africa. It mm. sounded super authentic. And distant. Like yes. I wanted it to sound distant and also very It wasn't emotional. Yeah. It was very clear. This is how it is. Yeah. When the announcement ends, the projected animations feature a glowing processional of zebras and other animated forms that emerge from all sides of the stage, exaggerating and sometimes camouflaging the dancers as they begin to move. The second part of the performance is to pop these balloons. 
to reveal what's underneath. I never know who's underneath. You never know who's underneath when you start the performance. It ends up being boys, being girls, being trans, being queer characters. That is why it's always a beautiful thing to workshop, because you get to hear those stories of those people. The balloons become the preconceptions that you're destroying. They become the preconceptions that we're destroying and also the preconceptions that history, biology, birth, heritage impose on us. What do you want them to take away from this experience? Well, I think that beauty is always the first thing. I really want to create work that is beautiful, but also at the same time so beautiful that it shakes up what one thinks the storyline should be. I do feel that sometimes performance art is seen as something that is disposable. So my job is to make it accessible, immersive, so that truly we have a conversation instead of just a spectacle. I'm Kathy Bird. This is Fresh Talk with Athi Patraruga the South African artist who brought the future white women of Azania to Miami Beach. Fashion, performance, and contemporary art all come together in this vivid performance project. Ruga addresses human rights issues in a brilliant way by immersing us in the rituals of a utopian world where everyone celebrates their individual identity. Visit freshartinternational.com to learn more about the artist and watch an excerpt of this performance project. If you liked the episode, please share with your friends on social media. You can subscribe to the full series for free on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for more Fresh Talk.